Welcome everyone to another episode of the In Real Deep podcast, brought to you in part by Tazimi Media. I'm your host, Steve Semino, senior writer at InRealDeep.com, and with us, as always, is Andrew Johnson. Hello there, Andrew. Hey, Steve. Back to the grind. Back to the grind, podcasting, just like we love to. Well, we, we I think our Glenn, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross podcast was a diversion from the grind, so... <laughs> It was. That was a nice. If you guys haven't heard that, we just started an Al Pacino podcast series called "And Justice for Al," and the first episode dropped a few weeks ago on the great movie. In my opinion, the great movie Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, which uh, is not entirely agreed with by the rest of the world, but I think what the world can agree on is that our podcast about it was pretty stellar and very warmly received, and and a fun little departure for us from just rambling about the latest release that just came out. So I'd agree that it's a it's a great movie. I'd agree with that's that. true. You weren't you weren't negative about it. You were you were a little negative about Al, but you were you mostly you enjoyed the movie. I could tell, which is good. I gave him Tom. A... On the other hand, your buddy Tom, not my favorite human being right now. I rated him as a Michael Corleone. What do you what, <laughs> what do you need? What do you need? That's true. I forgot about our rating system. Yeah, yeah. but check that out if you haven't yet. Um, if you're subscribed to the Unreal D podcast, you'll be getting all of these. So you may have already heard that. But either way, uh, it's back and finally. You know, with with only days to spare until the Oscars, we're here to do our 2015 recap and choose our favorite movie of the year and talk about the godforsaken Oscars. <laughs> we had to do it. It's if you run a movie blog or movie website, I mean, we were very good this year. We almost avoided it entirely, but at the end of the day, you can't ignore it 100. percent There's just no way. It's, it's too, too. The clicks are too good. And just we love what, the clicks. Just what the world needs is two more white guys talking about the oscars so <gasps> we'll try not to talk about the race angle because i there's been plenty of think pieces written on it and i think everybody with a common sense knows what the yeah, solution no, we're, might be we're not we're not just, talking about it we're not no 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 it. we'll we'll deal with the hand that we were dealt we'll deal with the, the fact this is a large awards show and i'll be sitting there watching it on sunday night despite my better instincts and we're just going to go over some of the best and offer our two cents on who we think should and will win the major awards which yeah. is literally the least we can do for you. <laughs> but it'll be fun. We're not saying it's not going to be fun. We're just saying that it's you should you should have your own thoughts in your own mind and not let a bunch of rich people hand out little gold statues to determine your interests. It is the least we can do. And if like this recording is corrupted or something like that, then we're just burying it in the. Oh, future. I don't. Yeah, we're, we're definitely not, not re-recording it. So this is a one-time shot. Hope you hope you hold up, internet. <laughs> That's right. Well, otherwise, yeah, throwing it into the internet ether. So let's do our beverage of choice segment before we get too far. I am happy to say that I'm enjoying a Racer 5 IPA by Bear Republic. I got a big tall one at Trader Joe's, so it'll last me the entire podcast. And it's a great beer. I had the Racer. Have you had the Racer 15, Andrew? I don't think so. I've definitely had had the Racer 5. Oh, okay. It's the Imperial, as you can probably guess. And it's delicious. I, I had about six. And that the night was very shaky from that point forward. It was it could have gotten real bad. It never did. It was you it had, was very very reasonable and fun. You had but six imperial IPAs, maybe five. But either way, oh I had, God, what did your head feel like? Two or three like more than you should day. ever have in one sitting for sure. That's like a week's worth of drinking for me now. <laughs> it was a bad. big dinner going along with this. I think that's the only thing that saved it from going. And plus, I was with a friend who was who was doing the same thing. So we were certainly enabling each other. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, not a great, great beer, not a great. You should only have two or three tops. Even that's pushing it. Pretty much any imperial IPA, that's pretty much true. Yeah, any so. beer in general, two or two more than two or three of the same beer is a lot of the same yeah. beer. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Not like, well, Bud if Light one's sitting. Not like I mean, just like uh, drinking six of one beer is is a you can do it, but I don't I don't always enjoy it by the time I'm done. No, well, I was just thinking of the context of like a beer pong game with a lot of Miller Lite. I think that's true. That's where I would just crush six beers without even thinking. Oh, about no, it. you're talking a watery domestic light lager. Right, right. Yeah, yes, you can yes. you can knock those out. You won't enjoy it, but you no, know, but you're doing also, it you're all boss. hydrated at the end, so you know. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. What do you have, friend? Oh, right. Yes, my drink. Uh, speaking of things that need to be soaked up, I am I'm drinking an old fashioned right now. Actually, oh, we have no no beer in the house uh, right now because uh, a long story. But um, uh, yeah, I'm drinking old fashioned with with Buffalo Trace, uh, which is my favorite kind of bourbon. There you go. I had an old fashioned at the at a restaurant on Sunday, Saturday, and it was delicious. So you had an old fashioned and six Imperial IPAs. <laughs> 
<laughs> the Imperial IPAs were a little while ago. Just drinking the racer brought me back to that. But I was pretty, I was relatively tame on it's Saturday. It's a good thing you're still with us, Steve. <laughs> I know, it's nice, right? It's up, standing upright, functional, and talking to you lovely people over the internet. Yeah. So thank God for that. So that there we go with those pleasantries out of the way. Let's get into the Oscar conversation. Oh, boy. Andrew, where do you think we should begin? Should we begin with a supporting actress and actor, as the Oscars traditionally do themselves? Yeah, sounds good. All right, let's do actor in a supporting role first. Uh, this is usually one of the most interesting categories. It's often the best actor, maybe not the best actors, but some of the more flashy roles of the year, some of right. the most exciting people, the most memorable. Usually, oddly enough, they're sometimes they're considerably more memorable than the leading yes. roles. Yes. And... I think this year falls into that category as well for the most part. I think there's some huge names in here and there's some great performances. So um, this is the one I'm actually... Uh, I, and everyone thinks they know the way this is going and I contend that there is an upset brewing. But we'll see what you think, Andrew. Um, the top, the five nominees are Christian Bale for Big Short, Tom Hardy for The Revenant, Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight, Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies, and Sylvester Stallone for Creed. Yeah. Now... Everyone and their mother will tell you that Sly is going to win for Creed. And as big Creed fans ourselves, I am not opposed to that in the least. I think it'd be really fun and he'd get a great ovation. And Creed is a great movie. And it's the only thing it's nominated for, I believe. If maybe one other technical, I'm not even sure of that. But either way, this is the only high profile one it's nominated for, for sure. And I, just from that alone, I'd like to see him win. But. But. <laughs> I think. I. I. The narrative there seems to be that because Stallone is, you know, such a Hollywood veteran and so been around for so long that people, they want to reward him. This isn't Al Pacino in, in The Scent of a Woman, though, where he's done great things and you're finally getting around to giving him an award. Stallone has made awful, awful movies, as we talked about in our Creed podcasts. His resume is, is spotty at best. There's maybe three or four good performances in a 35, 40 year career. I don't think... I could see them rewarding him for this because he is genuinely good, but I don't think the nostalgia vote is as strong as everybody thinks. Andrew, do you? What do you think about that? Uh, I just wanted to give you enough rope to hang yourself with there <laughs> on the prediction front. Well, who do you think is going to win if not Stallone? I think Tom Hardy has a very strong. I think if The Revenant sweeps as it's starting to look like it might, all the major awards, I could see Tom Hardy sneaking in and winning. I He's don't... never won. He was great in the movie. If Revenant wins director, picture, uh, cinematography, lead actor, and it's going to win at least a half of those, I could see why not. Why wouldn't the good you know, fortune spread to Hardy as well, who's tremendous in it? Well, I think a couple things. One, uh, people probably still don't understand... 50% of what Tom Hardy said in The Revenant. <laughs> That's true. Um, two, he's not really particularly well-liked in Hollywood. and uh, he's brusque and short with yes. people? Yes, and Stallone, on the other hand, while he may have made bad movies, is well-liked. Um, and I think you're underrating the sentiment here anyway. Uh, I'm, it, not, I'm not saying I wouldn't. I do think Stallone probably will win just because, but... If I were to use an online gambling website, you know, in a purely hypothetical situation here, I would consider throwing several dollars on Tom Hardy because I you, think that he's being underrated. In if his you were gambling with someone else's money and you, you wanted to, like, see if you could make a lot of money. Yeah, I got I got you. <laughs> or even my own money. Should I, and again, in this hypothetical situation where I had an account on an online gaming <laughs> website, then maybe I would consider Tom Hardy. But... Mm. I just, I, 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 Stallone will probably win. It'll be a great story and everyone will cheer. And again, I love Creed and I love Stallone. So I'm not opposed to it. I just think I could just see Hardy sneaking in. I also think that you may be underrating the fact that, like, almost like an Argo esque situation where people are feeling bad because Creed got, like, snubbed a bunch. Yeah. And then they are like, ah, we'll just give. Because you know, like, He's gonna. He, he definitely will not forget to mention uh, Ryan Coogler and That's Michael true. B. Jordan and the speech. So and again, and we don't need to talk about this, but the whole the whole yeah. with the whole race controversy. Well, I'm sure there are a lot of people who would really like to see that happen as sort of a pantsia, like oh, at least you know they got a great mention in this great movie. So I could, yeah. I'm only I, talking about Oscars so white in the 
twisted logic of trying to predict this category. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not fair. I'm not digging any deeper. No, the only other no. thing I'll say is I, I have compared this category to the like group of death in the World Cup. You know, it's 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 a really strong category. You compare yeah. a lot of things to the group of death. I feel like no, this is the only. I'm just doing it for the second time. This is the oh, only. Okay. Uh, this That's is fair. I'm, I'm repeating what I said earlier, uh, <laughs> which is probably worse. Uh, but um, <laughs> but I I really like I, Rylance's performance was good. Um, I yeah. Seen I've never seen that. I haven't seen that yet, but I hear it was great. I haven't seen Spotlight, but I assume Ruffalo is his usual excellent self. And I really liked Christian Bale in The Big Short. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I, I did. Was, I saw it last weekend, actually. I thought he was he was he was really good and really good in it. Um, he so, was. So uh, you know, this is a strong category, um, and that's I guess the the logic by which I would buy a potential Stallone upset. But Just spreading I, I out the votes a little. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you know, it's like. It's kind of the Donald Trump thing, right? It's like you don't – a lot of people dislike him, but a lot of people also really like him. So if that happens in this category, you could have some sort of, you know, Yeah, upset. that's true. But, in, again, the odds are probably – the odds are the odds for a reason. I do think Stallone is the likely home, and, and, and I will be cheering for that as well. That will be one of my favorite moments. Yep. presumably of the whole show is Stallone as a Stallone. Sorry, you just turn it off at 8.15. <laughs> that would be the smartest thing you could possibly do probably is soak up that moment and then go live your life. I, I won't be that lucky, but I, that is a smart, I, smart call. I, I kind of hope it's not like a Revenant sweep because like it's, it's just really boring when one movie like sweeps, you know? Like if, I like it when it bounces around, you know? You and get, Revenant wasn't that great that it should no. sweep. I mean, neither was Birdman, but I mean, Birdman didn't win everything. But it yeah, it only won like five. I mean, I mean that's, yeah. that's a lot. But it, it was concentrated in like the the technical and all the stuff at the end pretty much so yeah yeah but still i mean yeah i i don't hope that doesn't happen as well but we'll get to that we'll we gotta work through a couple of ones first yeah let's uh, do actress in a supporting role yeah I'll, I, I'll, uh, I'll i'll read the nominees yeah yeah please do i don't want you, i don't want you to get your voice to get rest. tired especially after the weekend you had um <laughs> all right so we've got jennifer jason lee and the hateful eight rooney mara and carol Rachel McAdams in Spotlight, Alicia Vikander in The Danish Girl, and Kate Winslet in Steve Jobs. I'm going to let you talk about this because I've only seen two of these performances. So uh, I've seen every single one of these yeah, performances, yeah. which is adorable. That's great. They're all very good. I would say McAdams is the only one that didn't particularly stand out to yep. me in any real way. And she was actually playing a character who was my professor at Boston University. Oh, really? It's very weird. Yes, yeah. that's cool. It took me a while to put that together. Not a great professor, but obviously a really great reporter. So I bet she wasn't as attractive as Rachel McAdams. <laughs> no, but that's not her fault. <laughs> no, no I, I'm not <laughs> trying to slight her attractiveness. Or Sasha Pfeiffer. You know, yeah. But everyone in this category is also, I guess McAdams is a little, she's definitely the, the last. But the other four were great. The Danish Girl was not really that good of a movie. And Vikander was fantastic as she was an ex Mahina and sort of and lifted it back up and gave it some life when as Eddie Redmayne sort of sucked it down with his <laughs> sad sack. Uh, you know, a, an interesting tale, but not a great movie. I love Steve Jobs way more than most people. I thought Winslow was amazing in that. I don't think she really has a great chance here, but I thought she was wonderful. And Jeffrey Jason Lee also was great in Hateful Eight. Her character, as we talked about on another podcast, was a little troublesome and just not not for fault of her, but for fault of the writing. Yeah. But she was amazing with what she had to do, and it was really great to see her get something that meaty to sink her teeth into. Yep. To me, it's it comes down to Rooney Mara and Alicia Vikander, and the, based on everything I've heard, it, the, it seemed like Rooney was the front runner for a while, and now it's turned into the Vikander year and. Mm. Not opposed to that at all, but I thought Rooney Mara was amazing in Carol, and it would be a shame to have that not really take home something acting-wise, because I thought her and Kate Blanchett were both fantastic. But, like I said, I really like pretty much everybody in this category, and if it goes to Alicia Vikander, I would be super happy with that, because she put out, she had two of the best performances yeah. of the year, and if she wins sort of a cumulative award for both of those, that would be very deserved. Uh, Oscar logic. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess, I mean, I've only seen two of them. I would pick Winslet out of the two because of what you point out with Lee's role. I just don't really want to see it. It's particularly that role nom or honored from that movie would be troubling, I guess. Uh, even though I, I, I think I liked hate plate more than I didn't like it. Um, but I thought Kate Winslet was was great in Steve Jobs. Uh, yeah, I. But yeah, I'm I'm 
I'm behind Vickener. I just think she's going to win for the wrong movie. Uh, but yeah. I thought she was unbelievable in Ex Machina. Oh my gosh. And, yeah. And uh, well, there's a lot of things that I loved about that movie and we'll talk about that later. But, um, but uh, yeah, if she, if she wins, I, I guess I'm down with the cumulative award. But yeah. I wish, Again. I wish Ex Machina was getting more love than, yeah girl. me too but a danish girl for for the sad reasons is is the kind of movie that oscars hop on board with sure is yeah to a t and and it's in when a movie like that like you know it got the it got the acting performances but it didn't get the other ones and that's sort of the oscar sign that you sort of overstepped a little bit like with american hustle like the movie right. that comes out with a lot of hype and then comes up a little short yeah. they'll give the actors some nods because usually the actors do do a great job with the, with the lesser material right but yeah it's it's sort of interesting how little like that seemed like it was going to be a front runner candidate for a while and luckily the world has smartly sort of rejected it to where it should be which is acceptable and everyone moves on with their lives too bad they didn't do that with theory of everything last year i know Ugh, that i don't know how everyone got so sucked in with that one We'll did you know. ever see that or I did not actually. Okay. I was going to ask if you could compare the two of them, but I guess I wish I, I could. It's just it's it, it, nothing about it interests me then and nothing I mean besides Redmayne winning, nothing interests me now even. I'll I'll see it someday on TV, but yeah, it just didn't just didn't strike me as anything that I really needed to see. Yeah. Though the score, I've heard you talk about the score a lot and I've heard that that actually interests me more than anything is the rave reviews for the score. And I would like to see it honestly, just for that purpose, just to hear, just to put that into context and hear that. And the score, um, the it was the same guy who did Sicario, I believe, right? Yeah, that... and the Sicario score, which I know oh you God. just saw, was tremendous as well. That's amazing range too, because those, those, as you can imagine, the the mood set by those two scores is, has to be quite uh, disparate. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you're talking about two. Very different moods. Uh, and it's a shame that he is, just to jump to score for a second, it's a shame that, I forget his name, it's a very complicated, uh, it's what he's, do you remember what country he's from? Uh, somewhere Scandinavian. Scandinavian, yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, he's, all right, we apologize, sir, for your Johan Johansson. Yeah, Johan Johansson, that's right, yeah. yeah. He is no prayer because he's up against Ennio Morricone and John Williams. So <laughs> oh, yeah. he's going to lose but original score with a vengeance. He should win, though. I mean, for, he it, it was not a great Morricone score. Uh, <laughs> I mean, relative to his other stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of that, by the way, as you know, I have a record collection and I did spend $32 on the vinyl uh, without telling my wife because the Hateful Eight vinyl. But um, oh. anyway, I, I wanted to have an Ennio Morricone score. Wow. Well, now she's going to know. So is this okay? Well, <laughs> is this she okay? knows Any now. All the the oh, package okay. showed up already. But I, <laughs> I didn't ask. I also paid for it out of my own pocket. But I just. That's good. I didn't feel like having the conversation. And then. Have you put it on the record player since you purchased it? And like yeah. just sat there? Yeah, no. We, we Was it enjoyable? It. Yeah. Um, it's just not. Like some of the other of his other scores are like a lot easier to listen to while you're like doing other stuff. But as you probably remember from the Hateful Eight, it's a very like intense score. Yeah. So it's not like something like we like to put it on. When we're like cooking in our house. It's not really like uh, a score I would put on while I'm cooking unless I wanted to feel very tense about, <laughs> about the dish I was making or something like that. But. That's why I asked you because I know it wasn't something that struck me as like easy listening. Like it wasn't no, like the Inside Lewin Davis soundtrack. Oh no, yeah, yeah, it's not. Where but you it, put that on for parties and stuff. I'm glad I have it, but it's yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. well, you have like I said, you have an NEO score on vinyl, yeah. so that's not bad. Yeah. Yes, never have to apologize. Anyway, that was quite an aside, but as <laughs> a good aside, I didn't know that. Fun facts, learning about each other. <laughs> All right, let's do uh, actress in a leading role. I'll take this one. We got uh, Kate Blanchett and Carol, Brie Larson and Room, Jennifer Lawrence and Joy, Charlotte Rampling in 45 Years, and say her name for me in Brooklyn. Sersha. Sersha Ronan. Yep. Who is amazing, and I really should learn how to pronounce her. And there's always one person every year whose name I cannot pronounce, and I feel bad because I love Brooklyn. Sersha. Yeah, it should not be Sersha, but hey, Saoirse. that's that's fine. Yeah. Go Ireland. So this is an interesting one. I've seen... Three of these movies, you've seen zero? One. One. You've seen Room, correct? Yeah. 
Yeah. And you've seen the winner probably, so that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well, it's hard for me. I'm in sizing these up. It's hard for me to imagine uh, that any of these other performances are as good as Brie Larson's. So and they're really not. Like I love Kate <clears throat> Blanchett and Carol, but it's it sort of falls into that again. The sad Oscar real truth is as we've seen it before, mm-hmm. and she's won before, and it's one of those that she's like sort of like Meryl Streep. She'll she'll get those noms because she's such a wonderful actress. But it's more. Uh, I feel like a. Like, yeah, just like, hey, great try, an honorable mention, um, as opposed to like having a real chance. To me, or it's a straight situation. It's like, uh, was she in a movie this year? Oh, yeah, yeah okay. Well, nominated. that's nominated, yeah. yeah okay. That movie yeah. where she played a rock star with her daughter. How did that not get a nomination? Yeah. It's crazy. It's <laughs> a good question. Ricky and the Flash, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, this is breeze to lose. I thought Kate Blanchett and Saoirse Ronan. I, Saoirse Ronan was amazing, and I, I talked <laughs> my father and mother into going to see Brooklyn last weekend. Mm-hmm. And my dad is—it's not his cup of tea movie at all, and he didn't love it, but he liked it a lot. And I think that to me just reinforces how sweet and charming and fun and and just yeah. wonderful it was. Like it just does—it just tells a really simple story so well, and. I hope it gets something coming home from this, from these awards, because it's got, it's got a lot of nominations for a smaller movie. Yep. But at the end of the day, as good as she was, she's no Brie Larson. And Brie Larson and Room, that'll be that might be all Room takes home as well, but it's deserved it because she's she's tremendous in that. Yeah, I. Uh, by the way, this has got two of the last three, or is it the last two winners? Because you got Jennifer Lawrence and Kate Blanchett. Won That's right. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of repeats here. But anyway. Um, yeah, Deborah Lawrence won for supporting though. She didn't win Best Actress, did she? Uh, she won for American Hustle, right? She won. That's right. Did she not? And she didn't win for Silver Linings Playbook, right? Maybe I don't think so. I don't know. All right, you know what? It's good we can't answer these questions. Yeah, um, <laughs> it shows how little these things matter. Well, she was re- good in the movie. I can tell you that much, which is all you really need to know. Two recent winners. Um, yeah, two. Uh, re- I just want to talk about Brie Larson's performance. Uh, I, she, it was phenomenal. I mean, the I I, I honestly think like the first part of that movie is like the that was like kind of the quote unquote easy part to to get mm-hmm. like the sort of desperation and trying yeah. to hold things together for your son in this awful situation. Um, and then, but you know, the whole, like once they get home, I mean, she just nailed that the sort of like hills and valleys of the entire experience, you know, like, yep. um, and there's just parts of that movie that have been, you know, sloshing around my head ever since I saw it. I really think it was a, a great, a great film. Um, really. Cause it's, it's, Room was a movie that to me was not about um was not about really what it was about. It was really more about this this idea of a of letting and again, maybe I'm seeing this through my own worldview and my own With things that happen in, in my life. But it's really about, yeah, letting your, your kid go out into the world and um you know, it was just sent my daughter to daycare for the first time like last week it that is like a really hard thing to do as a parent, even under great circumstances. Yep. And, uh, you know, this, that, this movie just sort of captures that in a really, really sort of beautiful tortured way. And, and I just appreciate it a lot. So I want to say, say good things about that movie and her performance is incredible. Long time coming. Um, for her, she's been on like on the rise for the last, last couple of years. And, um, you know, just can't believe she didn't get nominated for Trainwreck. <laughs> She's that show again shows her range. She yeah. was very charming and a supporting and a mm-hmm. pretty straight supporting role there, and then knocks this out of the park. Yep. I think the only thing I'd say about Room is, and it does, and Brie Larson is in a scene, but she, I mean, she, her, obviously her interactions with her son color every single scene, even if she's the rare one she's not in. Mm-hmm. But I said this in my top 10, my favorite scene of the whole movie is, it, it's about, you know, mothers letting go of, of their children, or parents letting go of their children. Yeah. But it's also, and it's also, that's the, the larger thing about family. Like, my favorite scene is when her son, you know, finally has sort of a breakthrough moment with the stepfather. Yep. The because there's cereal. just too much history between the parents yep. and yep. there's then between the, the mother and the daughter and the father and the daughter they've been through so much this horrifying experience and the stepfather comes in as you know doesn't know anybody literally these are strangers to him and he treats them as such and that's exactly what they need is someone who's just you know, very nice and just blends yeah. is just being pleasant and just likes and see them and, and learns about and meets them and learns about them anew 
And I thought that was a really good, quiet... Like, my favorite thing, thing, scenes this year are the quiet... Yeah. I think like there was a good amount of them. Like, so the quiet, unspoken ones that didn't shove anything in your face, like, just let things sort of play out. And I feel like this was a really nice sort of turning point in the movie, a little beautiful moment. And her son in the movie, Jacob Tremblay, is amazing, too. Yeah. Like, he's pretty great. He, he, he does a lot of heavy lifting in that movie. And he's, like, 10 years old and yeah. knocks it out of the park. It's crazy. Yeah. So like the quiet scenes, like when Han dies in in, in <laughs> Star Wars. Well, yeah. that was obviously my favorite yeah. scene ever because so that was very, it was very quiet. Oh yeah, so, subtle. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's the Star Wars specialty. It's just you know not laying on too thick, just sort of you know letting uh, the mood carry it. Yeah. All right. We're yeah. ready to move on to best actor here. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. So best actor in a leading role. Uh, Brian Cranston for Trumbo, a movie I already forgot existed. I uh, <laughs> never crossed my mind to see that movie. <laughs> and he got a nomination. I actually like will I will watch that if it's on like HBO or something like that. But, Louis uh, CK's in it. Yeah. Playing Louis CK, it looks like in like overalls. Yes, yes. Uh Matt Damon in The Martian, Leonardo DiCaprio in the Lock Job of the Century and The Revenant, <laughs> and Michael Fassbender and Steve Jobs and Eddie Redmayne in another disfigurement or I shouldn't call it a disfigurement. Sorry. No, but, but another sorry. like heart wrenching, uh, physical character. transformation, yeah, there physical transformation. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's yeah. a good way to put it. <laughs> that won't get you in any trouble. It's no Jupiter ascending as we've already discussed. <laughs> so yeah, this one barely warrants a conversation, unfortunately. And, yeah. and even, it's interesting because even in another year, the other four, I mean, again, we, neither one of us has seen Trumbo, but the other three are, are fairly forgettable. As much as I liked Steve Jobs and The Martian, I mean, I'll, I won't remember those performances in any significant way going forward. You won't remember The Martian? I mean, I will remember it, but I don't, I don't think it was that good to the extent that it's... Like, I've seen Matt Damon do as good work before, and I just don't think it's really... It's not going to stand out to me as something fantastical. Like, to me, Leo is going to get it because he's Leo, and then everybody else is sort of just there. And he they, ate they're, a, they're he, there by default. He ate a buffalo liver. Did you hear that? I did. And he, and he crawled inside of a creature, and he was really cold and tired. Got, he was so tired, Andrew. He, he got, was just sleepy every day. He was reportedly day. raped by a bear, I've heard. <laughs> yeah. so. <laughs> Didn't have to do any of those things. Could have just been warm. Could have just been happy and then acted when he was supposed to be tired. Yeah. But God forbid. I don't know. I just I'm, he was good. He was fine. He was. I'm he glad was. he gets one. I wish he'd won for Wolf of Wall Street, but yeah. I'm, that's totally fine with this. Yeah. yeah, I'm fine with it too. It's just like, if it's like, you know, it's like if you solve the math problem, but you don't, but you don't do it in the right way. You just guess the number. Luckily, <laughs> like it's it's not the same as like being able to actually solve the problem. That's a wow. That's that might be the most poignant thing or interesting thing you've ever said so, as a comparison. That's amazing. So I just you like, na- you could not have nailed that more. <laughs> so it's yeah. Anyway, it's just yeah. They're right for all the wrong reasons, I guess. Which they were incentive. I mean, the Oscar. That's that's the most Oscar-y thing in the entire world to do. Like. Give a guy his shot when he's past due. I mean, this this is a better performance than Son of a Woman. Not, don't get me wrong, but they just it's just sort of when, when the stars align, you win your Oscar. It's not because you did your best work or we're in the best movie or it's just, it's just it's so it's politics and it's timing and it's convenience. Like it's all these other outside factors that shouldn't play a role in it at all. Yeah, yeah. That's reason one why this is also stupid and arbitrary. We'll, we'll probably be having the same conversation about Matt Damon and Michael Fassbender soon in some. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. They'll know. get they'll get theirs at some point, and probably Damon before Fassbender, and we'll go. Oh yeah, finally these guys. Probably Cranston too. Eddie's got his, but you know. I'm curious to see what happens with Cranston. I'm surprised he got this, and I just did not. I mean, he was so great in Breaking Bad, but I didn't think he was going to make the leading man, even in like indie films, leap so easily. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what what he does next. Yeah. Great actor. I just didn't. I didn't think this was going to be his uh, his coronation. Yeah, and it won't be a coronation. But he's he's making steps. So. Sure won't be. Uh, <laughs> sure, it sure won't be because <laughs> probably like five years from now, when he's in a real movie that deserves to win, we'll be like he was nominated for an Oscar, and then <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll look it up we'll and we'll rack like, our brains. Trumbo? What is Trumbo? <laughs> is that about Mark Trumbo, yeah. the baseball yeah. player? Is that like Dumbo but updated for a new <laughs> era? I don't know. Yeah. Dumbo, but like a tr- three Dumbos, like yeah. a tri Dumbo, tri- triple dump, trips Dumbo. <laughs> yeah.
if you look at the screenplays, there's some interesting movies nominated. Straight out of Compton, um, Ex Mahina, Andrew's favorite, Inside Out. Like, there's some cool. Carol's got another nomination, which is fun. Brooklyn. But at the end of the day, to me, it's pretty straightforward. Usually, a lot of times, screenplay, I feel like, is where they give, like, the the you know attaboy award yeah. for you know for uh like you're not the best picture but you're the best movie outside of like didn't, uh, best didn't picture. whiplash win last year for this i believe I so like that yeah was, that was whiplashes and they're basically saying whiplash is super cool but it's not the best picture our 2014 movie of the year by the way that's right yeah absolutely <clears throat> and i think this year the two things that fit that category and one of them could technically win best picture i think the other one probably won't but big short for adapted screenplay and spotlight for original mm-hmm. screenplay to me are the runaway favorites and likely winners in these two categories. Well, yeah, I, I, I think you're right on. Uh, I, I think, I think big short is like a deserving winner in this category. I don't know if you read the book, but I thought that was an incredible challenge, uh, to adapt that book, which is, is difficult to, I mean, Michael Lewis is gifted at making things that are difficult to understand, easy to understand. And he still struggled with the material, and but I just thought there were some clever like risks that paid off, particularly in the screenwriting, like having Anthony Bourdain or Marco Robbie explain difficult concepts and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so I think it's a deserving winner. I want to say right now, I, I did watch Straight Out of Compton, and I was not impressed. So uh, if if people are you know have their panties in a bunch about that one, I don't think they should because <laughs> it's just it's just a paint by numbers like musical biopic. Yeah, you that's know? the sense I got as well. I mean, uh, about a and about a topic they you know are a, a band or, or musician kind of group that they wouldn't normally cover in that way, but it didn't sound like, and it annoys me immensely. And again, I haven't seen this movie, but I if that is true, it's like when Dallas Buyers Club came out and was about an insanely interesting topic, right. and then right. told the story in the most right. basic way. And it's like, why are you wasting this amazing story right. and telling it in the most rote fashion? Yeah. So, yeah, oh. I just want to throw shade on Straight Outta Compton um, <laughs> because, good. you know, it's 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 being uh, – no, you know, we're not going to go down that road. We said we yeah. – okay, uh, let's move on. There's no need to address Straight Outta Compton. No one is going to be that sad about oh, no. it. It's snubs. It's good oh. that it got a nomination. I'm glad that the Straight Outta Compton fans will be happy. You never saw it. Can't even comment on it, so – um let's uh and let's quickly talk about uh documentary no we're not gonna talk about documentary because neither of us have seen it but uh uh animated feature film too so yes uh, so it's kind of some it's a, it's an interesting category this year you've got Sean the sheep movie two i've never heard of and then you've got inside out which would be like will probably win uh, and then you've got Anomalisa, which is I know you've seen and is an adult animated film. It's a rare, yes. real rarity in this category. So Absolutely. that's the one that that's the reason it sort of sticks out. I mean, a Pixar movie being nominated is not exactly a. And the fact that Inside Out got screenplay nomination as well tells me that it's a shoe in here. Yeah, but I would Anomalisa. I think you know, and maybe too, it, it's entirely about you know an old businessman <sighs> and being you know in a hotel dealing with the you know failures and, and regrets of his life and sort of arguably going insane, although the movie does leave it a little for interpretation, whether he, it's just an artistic thing. But either way, I think it would hit home with a lot of yeah. the Academy's old white man <laughs> voting block. Probably heard- not in a way they'd really like, though. It might sort of illustrate how dead and sad their lives can be sometimes i've heard there i heard there are a couple old white guys in the academy (laughs) but again i don't think this would be i don't think they want to see their their lives portrayed in this particular way so i suspect inside out will will take this one home but i'm glad i i i is a great movie and they don't make a lot of movies like it. it's very interesting and very unique and really funny and really weird and like i could not recommend it more but it would be it would be a stunning upset it were to take out a, a solid pixar movie very solid Pixar movie. Yeah, I like Inside Out a lot. I'm excited to see that again. That's the one that I'm. That's one of the big movies from last year that I didn't put it in my top ten, and I sort of passed it by in a little bit. But I'm. Ex- I think when I see it again, I'm gonna have more of appreciation of it. You know what? It was closer to my. We've seen it, I think, two or three times now. Amanda loves that movie, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's gotten better each time, actually. So wow, okay. It, it was closer to my top ten. It didn't make my top ten either, but it was closer to my top ten after seeing it again than uh, it was. 
before that. So and again, good on Pixar. Even even their movies that you, they're not you know world class ones that you'll remember the rest of your life are great and can be watched over and over again. Like yeah. God bless them for putting out such high quality work on a consistent basis. Like it makes children happy. It makes adults happy. It's beautiful. Yep. All right, I think it's on to the big prize. Oh no, we gotta do director real quick. Oh, you wanna right. do director here? Yeah, that is the big prize, isn't it? No. Oh, well, what about Best Picture? Isn't no, that the just, big I'm prize? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Go. go. <laughs> There's so many big prizes. The Oscars, every one is a big prize. I don't Even know how... sound mixing is a big prize for the sound mixer. We'll see how much I care about editing all this stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go. Uh, yeah, I'll do... do you want me to do the directing? Uh... Yeah, you do director and I'll do Best Picture. Okay. All right. So we're on to the... Almost big prize. The one that usually correlates to the big prize. Mm-hmm. Best director, uh, which I don't really understand as a category at all because I feel like that is the best picture. But uh, anyway, the nominees <laughs> are Adam McKay for The Big Short, George Miller for Mad Max Fury Road, uh, Alejandro G. Inarritu, the reigning champ, the title belt wearer in The Revenant, yep. uh, Lenny Abrahamson for Room, and Tom McCarthy for Spotlight. This is a good category. It's a very good category. There's two, there are four people that I would like to see win. Lenny Abramson is probably the odd man out here. Two but. like newcomer ish people. One like real outsider. It's a shock. And then yeah. one guy who's been like doing it for a while and is like way overdue for recognition. And then you got Inuritu, who's the who's just going to win anyway and make yeah. this all boring. Well. I think this year he might actually be deserving, but um. yeah, it was. He did do a great job with Revenant. I just, if he again, it's it's, and this is why they're so stupid. Because if he had done a great job with Revenant and Birdman never existed, I would it would be a wash for me, and I'd be super excited for him. And I still think he would. He did a wonderful job with that movie, but it's just a shame that he's just gonna run rampant over this category for so many years with so many other you know worthy participants yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see McKay or Miller win as well, just because. Well, I think McKay's speech would be good, and then George Miller is. Yeah, it's like it's a, cool that George Miller got nominated because that movie is such a clusterfuck of insanity, and the fact that it makes sense at all and is so <laughs> beloved by everybody is just such a testament to the great job he did. It's it's his baby, and he willed it to life, and it's it's so wonderful. I can't believe and, it's the week of the Ox- Oscars, and we're still talking about Mad Max. I know, That's and amazing. no, and it's not even like gratuitous, and it's not. No, no one no. considers it throwing him a bone or or just sort of reward. It wasn't like that popular where it was they had no choice but to like with Avatar, where they had no choice but right. to pretend like it was one of the best movies it just was a great movie that everyone loved and at the end of the day you couldn't ignore that yeah yeah but he's not gonna win unfortunately i think there's a you can make a kind of case for mccarthy he does a great job with spotlight as well but inuri won the dga award i feel like there's it's it's very unlikely that he's not gonna take this home as well and scott as we discussed on our revenant hateful eight podcast there's so much craft to uh the revenant um there is. Uh, it's, that, that it's hard to hard to ignore him in this category. It's beautifully directed and it's beautifully paced and it's mm-hmm. you know he switches back and forth from the fantastical to the regular old action and I think it's just it is a really great you know work of art by him. Yep. All right, let's do. Uh, and then there's best picture and this may be you may sense a theme throughout this podcast and i think that will show up again here uh the nominees for best picture are the big short bridge of spies brooklyn mad max fury road the martian the revenant room and spotlights so to me there are three and and uh, and i've been checking the odds as well there are only three that people are even really giving a shot and those are the big short spotlight and the revenant and over the past couple maybe week week and a half the Revenant has crept into a very strong position, and that I'd say at this point that's the betting man's and the the blogger's choice that's probably going to take it home. I don't know how you creep into a good position when the movies have been out for months, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, <laughs> like it's a horse race or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's going to win. I I will say that I, this is like the uh well, the problem is that this award comes at the end of the night, so we'll probably have a good idea who's going to win by the time this is actually announced, but this is definitely the most uncertain the race has felt since I'd say the Argo year 
Um, it's nice having three instead of two. Usually there's like two. Like right. last year it was Birdman or Boyhood. It's right. nice having three that was shot. Yeah, yeah. And so I wouldn't, I guess a surprise wouldn't surprise me basically here. So if, if you told me uh, Spotlight is going to win, um, it, it wouldn't surprise me as much. And that's kind of fun, I guess. I, uh, I'd, rather, <laughs> I'd rather do that than just putting myself through three hours of garbage knowing that, you know, movie x is gonna win so if spotlight i mean i and this is not again it's it's stupid to even talk this way because they're they technically shouldn't line up together but if inaritu doesn't win director then you can really start then you can get excited about a fun upset but like you said if if mckay or mccarthy wins director you can probably assume they're gonna win picture and that's just it's it's it sort of takes the fun out of it the fun out of a very unfun event all right (laughs) Well, the only thing that would like really throw it up in the air is if like uh, George Miller, by some like miracle, won, oh, won be... the directing award, and then it'd just be like game on. Who knows for best? That picture. would be really fun. Yeah. I would love to see. And that, that would be great to have him win. So that's kind of what I'm rooting for. That somehow George Miller gets some sentimental support, and then but then Mad Max probably won't win best picture. So <laughs> I, would, uh, I would not log on to my hypothetical online gambling website and make that bet unfortunately it'd be amazing if mad max won though and tom hardy just showed up in like the cage <laughs> or something i don't know anyway. just shows up at all just seeing tom hardy up on the stage would make me really happy yeah he can mumble his way through a speech <laughs> yeah. so that's that's that it'll be you know you always hope it'll be something fun you hope it won't be as uh as boring as it could be you hope that your favorites win but at the end of the day, again, don't watch the movie. Watch the award show for the spectacle. Watch it with your friends. Drink a bunch of wine. And don't get too riled up about it. Try not to read any think pieces the next day. You're just enabling people to write more. It's an award show. It's It's been around for a long time, but you you don't have to live or die by it. I almost like it better. Like my favorite movie of the year isn't nominated, so I kind of like it better when that's the case. Because then I don't, <laughs> I don't have any investment in it at all, as opposed to like a scant amount of investment. Yeah, um, you can disengage. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever happens, happens. So, <laughs> I will say, your favorite movie, I believe, is Ex Machina. Is that correct? Oh, you're spoiling the rest of the podcast. Sorry. Yes, well, I was just gonna say, I'm really glad I got correct. a screenplay nomination, though. That's 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 nice to see. It's again, it's it doesn't mean shit, but. Uh, it's it was not a very you know popular movie necessarily in terms of of money, but yeah. it was very well reviewed, and I'm just glad to see that it got some mention. Well, it's an amazing movie, so yeah, I agree, it's very good. Yeah, so that's good. There's there's my silver lining is that they get a couple things right, and we sort of praise them even though it's <laughs> as if they're like babies and they took their first step, and you're like, oh, you did it. <laughs> We're so proud. You didn't fall down. That's so wonderful. Like when my daughter rolled over this evening. That's right. Congratulations. Yay. Well, there you go. Good the job. rolled over and gave Ex Mahina a nomination. Now and try and do it again, Anna. Oh, you can't because you don't know how? Yeah. It's kind <laughs> yeah. of the same thing. Next time. Yeah. There's, there's going to be so many rolls in your future and yeah. crawls and all that stuff. Yeah, you got to roll before you can crawl. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our Oscars talk. So enjoy on Sunday night if you're watching. It'll be, you know, it'll be something. I'm sure we'll be tweeting about it. We will be tweeting about it. Can't resist a a social media opportunity like that. Uh, The snark. Peak snark. Snark is beautiful. All right. So now that we've gotten the Oscars over with and done, we want to finish up our 2015 conversation and officially put it to bed on in end of february 2016 (laughs) it was time to put the previous year to bed and talk about our top 10 and talk about the movies that we chose and the big movie of the year and just and sort of just ramble on it we both posted ours if you haven't seen them they're on the front page of inraildeep.com and i think we did a great job this year i think we you know i know you're out you're viewing abilities were a little limited with uh childbirth and all that but i think you you still got a great swath of good movies in there and, and wrote a lovely little recap of all of them. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it's, it was, uh, yeah, it was interesting putting the list together because I didn't feel it, it didn't feel as complete for me, but, uh, I mean, I really only missed like Brooklyn, Carol, Spotlight. Those were the big ones that I didn't, didn't get a chance to see. Yeah. Um, and that's not really too bad considering, um, I think you'll catch them all on TV. Like you just caught Sicario last week. You'll catch them all in the next couple of yeah, months. Yeah. Well, this is how things have changed at our house. Uh, we, we, I think we, 
we I we literally like pre-cooked like a meal this weekend so that we could watch Spotlight. I think tomorrow because it comes out tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but we know we have to like we can't cook the dinner and we have to start that movie at like eight o'clock sharp or else we're not getting the end of it tomorrow night. <laughs> but we'll have seen Spotlight by the time the the there you the go. Oscar That's good. That's something. Up. So, uh, yeah, but you know, it was, it was, uh, it was, I think it was a really good year. Uh, there were just a lot of, and as I wrote in my, in my piece, it was a good year for big movies, which is kind of nice to see. And I don't, as I sort of hinted at, I don't know if that's like an anomaly. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, blockbuster action movies and, and Creed and Mad Max and even Star Wars, you know it's good to have those big movies that are, that are good. Cause you know, in the last decade, it, it hasn't felt so good to see a lot of movies like that. Um, so, so that was sort of my big, big takeaway as you, you stole my thunder already. My, my movie of the year was ex machina because I live by the pattern of Oscar Isaac movie or, or Oscar favorite. <laughs> and this is an Oscar Isaac movie year. So yes, it was. So I had to go ex machina. So next year it'll be some Oscar favorite, I guess, but, but uh, <laughs> it's a great choice. It didn't make my top 10, but I, I really, really liked it a lot. And I think again, it was uh, super well received and some great, great performances are, you know, and perhaps future one day in real deep Hall of Famer Oscar Isaac was the maybe one of the best dance scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Oh, yeah, that one's going down in history. <laughs> and it's a great, great choice. So you, 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 I don't disagree with that one in the least. Well, this is a great choice, man. And I, I, I it, it's a bit of a cop out, but I honestly don't know what my favorite movie is this year. I, 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 it's, it's a weird year in that I don't have one that stands out to me as the best. I really loved Brooklyn. I really loved, uh, I really loved Spotlight. I really loved Mad Max. I, the, I love Sicario. Like, I think there were some really great choices this year. But luckily for, you know, when it comes down to In Real Deep, we, we have a consensus best of the year. And we, we find the common ground between the two of us and say which one is number one. And, if you look at our top tens and compare the two, I think you know we, you and I have talked a little bit, and the one we come back to over and over as our, our consensus number one is Creed. I think. Yep. I think it's just I I think it's one I haven't seen. It came out a little while ago. I haven't seen it in a long time. We talked about it a little bit with Stallone. I just think it's going to be one of those movies that is brilliantly made technically. Is so much fun to rewatch over and over again. Great performances. Really, you know, not only revitalized the franchise and and made it a whole new thing, but sort of is is a whole, you know, is is a very allowed some African American a director and African American actress actors and actresses to really do something on a stage where maybe they don't always get those great opportunities. And again, not to harp on that too much, but I just thought it felt very vibrant and full of life in a way that so many other sad reboots do not. And I think for that alone, that it's something worth celebrating and. It's it's a really great choice, and I'm excited to to see it again. And I think between you and I, it's, it's the thing we both enjoyed the most of the last year. Yeah, to me, it was like the best movie going experience I had all year. Oh which yeah, is not the same as the best film necessarily, um, to me at least. But I, like, I just loved every minute of being in the theater. Uh, so yep. it was so for that reason uh, alone, it kind of kind of stands out to me and yeah you're right it is cool to see michael b jordan and ryan coogler you know it's it's not it's 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 not just a reboot because they 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 took it and made it their own i mean it's it's kind of amazing and you know i i said this and probably got a little heat from you but i i think it's the best rocky movie so it's um, you can make a case I, I i don't agree but i don't also don't think you're crazy i mean yeah i think you can make a strong case and to me it's it's a it's a reboot that actually like, they didn't just put stallone in the movie because they could and because it would, they did it they found a way to make it even better and yeah. you know it wasn't bringing back an old character just so we'd all smile and nod and go oh yeah we know that guy they really made him a part of the story and Sloan to his massive credit and why he deserves an award for it is because he did a great job and looked weak and looked sad and looked old in a way that, you know, even though he's a 70 year old HGH freak with giant, 
body mass now. He still, you know, he, he fit into a role that you weren't sure he'd really want to do and, and hit a home run with it. And to their credit for getting that all to happen in the first place, it's not the easiest thing in the world to, to put together. And I just think it's a, it's a really great movie. And I saw, I saw it in South Jersey. That's right outside of Philadelphia. And it was an amazing experience, like people cheering, people getting up and yelling. The Eagles thing came up on the overpass and everyone booed because we were all so tired of the crappy Eagles. <laughs> it was really fun. And I think it's definitely of all the movies, as much as I enjoy the technical prowess of Mad Max and the great storytelling of Spotlight, I think Creed is the one I'll look back at and, and like you said, enjoy it the most Look going, now and going forward. I think it's going to be one of the most rewatchable movie of the entire year, too, which says a lot. Yeah, so, I mean that's that's a pretty good. So we've got Creed and Whiplash two, two year two years back to back yeah. here. We uh, should build a Hall of Fame and put little plaques up and and do a and then start inducting people into it and just make our own little world. As I've argued, those are those are both sports movies. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I really the feel sport like of competitive drumming. Whiplash is a sports movie in everything except for the fact it doesn't have actual sports in it. <laughs> It really Based on is. How sweaty, my girlfriend's palms were so sweaty at the end that it did. She was as tense as if it was a sports movie. So I will agree in that regard. Yeah. So anyway. So, so there we go. That's our that's our choice for the finest, uh, or at least the in real deep consensus number one movie of 2015. And so that, that closes the books on the fiscal year 2015. That's right. Sorry. We're done. The fourth quarter is over, <laughs> and we've moved on to 2016. I'll be at a few weeks in, but. The Oscars do sort of are the ultimate wrap-up period, and we thought we'd use this opportunity to to allow the leeway they provide us. So, yeah. So there we go. If you haven't seen Creed, I'm sure it'll be coming out on some sort of uh, digital download or Blu-ray, whatever the yeah. kids are watching movies on these days. I've got it coming in my house the day it comes out. So. Do you really yeah. on Blu-ray? Blu-ray, yeah. Nice. I literally just got a system that plays blu-rays i don't own a single one it would be very nice symbolic gesture to have that be the first one as well um well i i hope you enjoy blu-rays because they really are of higher more crystal clear i mean we watch some dvds every because i own 300 dvds so we occasionally pop one in they do not look good so i can (laughs) i can already imagine how good at playing video games on it and just watching movies on my tv i imagine the blu-ray is going to be a nice upgrade Yeah, yeah yeah absolutely so there we go. I'm glad you're getting Creed. Though. I'm excited to hear your thoughts when you watch it again. Yeah, I'm sure I'll tweet something to that effect. So yeah, well, there you go. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. As always, enjoy the Oscars on Sunday. Um, keep a keep a strong, stiff upper lip, and just sort of power <laughs> through and 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 try not to to complain too much, even though we all will. And I, like you said, Andrew, we will be doing a lot of complaining probably as well, but. You, when it's over, you can just resume your life and you can go to the theater the next day and see something good, something quiet, something small, something fun, and just move on. And there's, there's always more coming. So, yep. Hey. <laughs> that sums it up. Oscars. If I could pick one noise that would sum up how I feel about the Oscars, Oscars. it would capture that noise and replay it over and over again. Uh, just, yeah, that'll be good. To, it'll, I don't I feel like anyone's talking about it this year. No, it's it's kind of nice. It's yeah. sort of it's uh, to me. It's a little. I'm not sure if it's quiet because we disengage, or if it's quiet because it's quiet. But hopefully both. <laughs> well, on that note, enjoy everything up on InRealDeep.com. Listen to Injustice for Al, and keep checking back and enjoy all of our great content. Like we said, there's plenty more coming throughout 2016. For now, I'm Steve Semino, and I'm Andrew Johnson. We'll be seeing you further on up the road. Adios.